Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about retirement plans. And specifically, is that it? Right? Is is that what retirement planning is? Is putting money into a traditional retirement plan? And we're going to be specifically talking about reasons probably why it shouldn't be. Yeah. And the American public loves simplicity and it should be relatively simple but simple does not mean one solution but that's how we typically wind up taking it is oh you want to do college planning here is the silver bullet for college planning you want to do retirement planning here is the silver bullet for retirement planning no that's not actually the good way of doing it what hit me was this actually and this so I was I was on a walk. I was listening to a, a podcast, and you know my mind is half listening to the podcast and half thinking like thirty other different things, which I think many people do. Like everything from crap, I got to get my daughter to basketball to uh, what are we eating tonight to I wonder if the Broncos are going to ever get a good get a good head coach. To, the answer to that is no. <laughs> to to like work right, and what popped in my head was. Is 401ks the traditional like retirement plan model? Is is that it? Is that it for life in terms of living your life when you quote unquote retire, whatever that means? And it just, to me, it seemed ludicrous to think that that was it. You and I have talked about this like ad nauseum. And yet we keep running into like the average person that we talk to about like, Hey, how are you doing for retirement? Well, I've got my 401k. And that's the only thing that they ever bring up is this, like the one structure. Um, And so, yeah, let's, let's, before we jump into that topic, Ryan, what is it that we're drinking today? So we're drinking uh, from Backwoods Brewery uh, called Hazy in the Gorge. So it's a hazy IPA. The alcohol percentage is at a 6% and the IBUs, as IPA would probably suggest, is higher at a 65. It's, it's got kind of a nice yellowy, almost, uh, I mean, it's kind of a mix between like a your typical uh, IPA and, and maybe almost like a, a Hefeweizen type color. Yeah, it's not as hazy as I've seen. So it's not hazy. Like I've seen some hazy IPAs that are pretty darn hazy. This one is not as hazy taste-wise. I don't know. It, to me, it's it's refreshing. It's probably the best way that I, I would put this, whereas some hazy IPAs can can be a little bit too bitter. What are your thoughts? I, so there's a bunch of citrus in this. This is an awesome summer beer. Um, this is something that like it refreshing is a great adjective for this it's it's this is just a nice well-balanced beer Um, my guess is that you like this one a whole heck of a lot better than the other backwoods that we tried yes yeah so this one's a a solid one if i were to give this a a bottle cap rating um i'm probably going to go with a probably eight out of ten on this one so pretty solid i'm going i i like this one actually better than the last one and i really like the last one so i'm going to go with 10 out of 10 this this whoa this is this is going to go into my regular rotation of like good beers to to drink on a regular basis. I am a huge fan of this. This this has become my my citrus hazy IPA that I'm going to come back to. Yeah, again that's a Backwoods Brewery, so check them out if you have not. Uh, this is why we love the state of Washington with all the breweries. 
let's let's dive into today's topic. Um, the more I'm thinking about it, like I'm I'm actually getting like antsy. I just <laughs> this is just fun for me to think about. And you know, we've got several reasons why you know people should consider not putting all of their retirement money in a traditional retirement plan. Um, not to say that that's a horrible, horrible idea. W- what I'm sitting with is, is it's way better than spending it. Right. So that's, that's key number one, which is why I think we all like the traditional retirement plan is it comes out of your paycheck. So you never enters your checking account. It's a set it and forget it type concept. It happens automatically. It, it It's one of the things that has really gotten Americans to be better about saving on a regular basis. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I definitely say that we are not good. Well, if we didn't have it, let's just, I mean, if we did not have the 401k, I, I mean, our annual, our American annual savings rate percentage would plummet. It, it, the way in which we calculated, I would be shocked if it didn't go negative. Yeah. But I, I guess what I'm sitting at, for those of you listening to this and they're wondering, okay, why is Ryan like so amped up about this? And here's what I'm sitting with. <laughs> We all know, like my here, I guess I'll just give you my personal opinion. I want to live my life now with my family and enjoy it, spending my money where it's valuable. And I want to save money in assets that I can leverage at any given point. So when an opportunity lands in my lap, I've got the money sitting there to take advantage of that. Yeah. For example, when Nate takes over the practice, uh, in like five years, you want the ability to be able to get access to your money that you've set aside for retirement. And, and it just seems weird to me that now, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I would have never said this, but it just seems weird to me. Okay. I'm putting my money in this, in this account that is, you know, untouchable from the standpoint of fees and taxation that that I might have to pay pre 59 and a half. But even when I go to touch it, when I'm age 59 and a half, I have to consider taxation at that point at then as well. So it just seems like it's this block of money. And people always talk about like rate of return, right? Ryan, I don't want to sit on a bunch of money in my savings account because I'm not getting rate of return. And so I'll throw it back at you all that say that, okay, you're putting all, you're putting all of your money into your retirement plan. And you're getting a rate of return. And I would throw a question out to you. Is that the best use of your money in terms of opportunities that may come your way? Maybe the answer is yes. Maybe the answer is no. Uh, my answer is it's going to, we need to create balance on this. Um, kind of where I thought you were going with that, Ryan, is, well, yeah, you don't want to get, you want to make sure that you get a rate of return on your money so you don't put it in your savings account. But at the same time, if you put it into something that is long-term that you can't access without fees and penalties or taxes, how much of a lock and key do you want to put your money behind? And again, this isn't saying 401k is bad. This is coming across as incredibly negative. And that's not what I mean by that at all. I put money into a retirement plan, just so everyone's clear. (laughs) As do I. And the the question becomes how much money and what structure and what style. And so that, that goes into this liquidity concept. Um, and the other thing is, is that like I jokingly talked about Nate taking over our practice in five years, which 
seriously, I hope that doesn't happen because like something would have gone horribly wrong with you and I. Uh, but at the same time, like at some point we are going to to transition uh, to like you and I stepping back and having the flexibility to get access to dollars without having to worry about age 59 and a half, without having to worry about some of the taxation components and things of that nature, without having the federal government tell us that we are required to take money out of the plan. Like these are things that are critically important to creating balance that you and I absolutely want to go ahead and make sure that we're taking care of uh, both for ourselves and for our clients. Yeah, I can't tell you how many clients I had a conversation with towards the end of last year. And every one of them said, Ryan, do I have to take the money? Yep. Like, Think about that for a second. For those of you that are in your 30s and 40s right now, that might sound like ridiculous. Like, what do you mean? Do I have to take the money? They literally said, I know that I have to do these required minimum distributions because I put money into this traditional retirement that at a certain age, I have to then take a certain percentage out. And when I do that, that causes taxes, but I don't need the money. I want to keep it there. Do I have to take it? They're actually upset that they have to take the money out. I don't want to pay more in taxes right now. I don't want to sell an asset that's down. I don't need the money. Why do I have to do this? So just think about that for a second. I think that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to get to retirement where they're like living in abundance, but they're actually planning for retirement where they're living in scarcity. Not only that, but they're the choices. If all of your eggs are in this one basket, the choices that you have are largely already made for you. And we don't have freedom. We don't have flexibility. We don't have some of the ability to pick and choose where, when, why, and how we distribute some of these funds. Yeah. So, you know, just three reasons we've been talking about without labeling them. We've said the words, but just want to point it out specifically is one of the reasons is liquidity, just like living life today and living life in the future, access to the money. Another reason is taxation. When you put pre-tax money into an account that grows tax deferred, you owe ordinary income taxes on that money when you pull it out. And then flexibility, right? And we've talked about like flexibility as in, do we have to take the money? Where else could I put the money? I want to maybe pur start purchasing real estate, right? I want to maybe invest in my son's company. I, I mean, I could sit here all day thinking of different opportunities or flexibilities that I think a lot of people have spoken about to us in one way, shape, or form, yet they don't have the money laying around accessible to them to be able to take advantage of it. And they're not necessarily setting themselves up with how they're contributing to things to be able to change that in the future because they're chasing deductions or rate of return or some of these other things that while important, may not be the be-all end-all. So I, the, I think the key thing, that the key takeaway that I, I would like for people to have out of this is, A, we're not saying retirement plans are bad. I want to make sure that's coming across. The reason that I am sounding probably so animated about this topic is it is pushed down our throats from 
the different financial media heads. It's what most people know. It's what we read in articles on different financial blogs. As it's, you know, it's one of the f- sacred financial cows. Exactly. And we're not saying that they're bad. We are saying, however, that you do lock your money up, right? It doesn't provide a bunch of liquidity and flexibility today and into the future. And so having different assets, like I had a meeting with a client um, just two weeks ago and the client brought up, which I love where his head went. He goes, well, Ryan, what I'm concerned about is, is, you know, 15 years from now, when I want to retire, I don't really want all my assets in just like the stock market. I would like to have different assets. I would like maybe real estate. I would like maybe gold. Like he started naming these different asset classes. And it was great where he went with that. And so that, and that's when we started going down and we had a pie chart and I started showing it. Well, based on what we're currently doing, this is how you would actually look. He goes, that's perfect. That's what I wanted to see. And uh, oftentimes what we wind up doing is showing dollars that are in the market, out of the market, uh, like what type of, not talking about the stock market exclusively, it could be the real estate market, it could be the bond market, um, et cetera. There's, There's multiple different markets that are out there. Despite the fact that when financial people say the market, they're almost exclusively talking about the stock market. Um, but it's it's just one of those things where we have to go, go ahead and create some semblance of balance. And when you have one solution for each issue or each thing that you're trying to accomplish, it is darn near impossible to create balance. Absolutely. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is have you diversified your retirement savings? Financial planners and financial advisors and folks in the financial services industry talk a lot about diversifying their investments. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about, do you have multiple different plans, multiple different places that you plan to pull an income stream from at retirement beyond just your traditional 401k? So have you diversified your retirement savings? So head over to beerandmoney.net and there's a spot at the top that says contact us. And that's where you can answer that question of the day. Or if anything, if any questions arose from today's episode, that's a great way to ask us those questions and we can respond to you that way. Look, the whole reason we started Beer and Money is to have a open, frank, easygoing conversation about money while drinking a beverage that we enjoy so that you can live the life that you want to live. It's about you. It's not about like, Hey, this is the only way to do it. It's about what you want. So if you got any value out of this, share it with your friends, right? Share it with people. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. 
Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2023-149874, expiration January 2025.